produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen. Online and ready. Uh, Jarvis sounds a little different. Jarvis sounds yeah, different. Yeah, uh, about that. Um, did I tell you that, uh, you know how we're on the bottom rung of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s funding ladder? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, they're actually letting us beta test something. What? Mainly because, yeah, because, you know, it's it's free R&D, at least. That's my theory. Okay. okay so, so, you, so, you know, you remember when Jarvis got uploaded to become Vision, right? Right. Stark, Stark went to a, yeah, downloaded a new AI Friday, right? I have a right. really bad feeling about this. Uh, well, just don't, don't, don't beat me to the funny part here. <clears throat> you know, Stark downloaded his new AI Friday. Well, this is, this is the same thing, but she's not quite Friday. So we've decided to call her Thirsty. Working on a secret project, are we, sir? It's not quite so secret now, Thirsty. Thank you. No sign of unusual brain activity. Or usual, for that matter. This one's got some gumption to her. Yeah, I would say so. Um, She's got some spark in the chips. That's the, that's the truth. Uh, safety briefing for you to entirely ignore. <laughs> oh, she was, knows me. I think that one was directed at Kylan. Uh, look, okay, so maybe maybe I, 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 I like to push the limit in the hell of us. But you know, we all we all come back in one piece, right? Am, am I right? Mostly, mostly. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I don't know. Just saying. You know. Yeah. <laughs> There's still a little pillar to be left there on I-59 that I'm never getting back. Well, there that that's true, but you have a very awesome story to tell in the process, and that's because of that, right? So, and it will eventually wind up with a wicked-looking scar. I, I will give you that. <laughs> Is it lightning-shaped? Do I look like an orphan broom riding wizard to you? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> well, I look like his teacher now, but you know, I'm curious to know just how far Thursday going. I'm assuming this is 1.0 at the moment. Yes, we're 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 downloading we're we're downloading software patches. It it's kind of like an EA game. She was shipped to us in an unfinished state. I should probably look into that once my decryption program finishes breaking into all of SHIELD's secure files. Yeah, still a little rough around them. 
Still a little rough around the processor. Yep. So so does she does that mean she has access to the Hellabus and the Hellabago or shall I store this on the Lairs central database? Uh that answer your question? Okay. Uh questions answered. Uh wow. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, check out the website, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Homepage, down the right-hand side is our affiliates and our shop. Get yourself some Mighty Marvel Geeks gear. It's all right there for you to purchase. Um, Other than that, we got so tied up with Thursday, uh, we forgot to introduce ourselves. We are the Intrepid Trio. It's Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. Oh, hello, sir. She's she's got some spunk. I'll say that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do hate to to start the show off on, on a sad note, though. But uh, we did get some news out about eighteen hours ago from uh, from an animal handler uh, over in Britain, and Oreo, the model reference for Rocket in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he has passed away at age 10 after a short illness. They didn't, they were not specific as to what kind of illness, but unfortunately Oreo's no longer with us. Oreo attended both the premieres riding shotgun with James Gunn. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the ammo handler was, uh, was very, it was a very touching message that they, that they shared. And, um, I always rock is my favorite, but you know, for for Bradley Cooper's voice and and the attitude that he brought to it. But I've had a soft spot for raccoons ever since kindergarten when uh, we adopted one and uh, had him for quite a while before we released him back into the wild. And, uh, you know, I think I'd like to have another raccoon at some point. Uh, summer camp I worked at Boy Scout camp. We would teach the kids how to trap. Mm hmm. And we first week, uh, first year I was there, we trapped a raccoon. Well, there you go. And we had a we had a cage in the nature center. And we fed him and whatnot while he was there. And at the end of the week, we released him back into the wild. Yeah. So that last night, we opened up the cage door, let him go. New Sunday, the new set of campers came in. Monday, Tuesday, do the trapping lessons. By uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday, raccoon. Same raccoon. Summer camp. We did eight weeks. After week three, we got wildlife management out to tag it for all eight weeks. Same raccoon. Wow. Well, you know what it is. He knew that if he got in there, he got free room and board for a week. And food. We When we would come back for like order of the arrow conventions mm-hmm. or, or council campouts up there, guess who would show up? At the when when we were there, guess who would show up? There you go. So, yeah. did you give him his own Weebelos badge? That's all I want to know. Um, we made him. I forgot what we named him. Uh, I, we made him a, a scout. We gave him the no, we gave him the rank of Tenderfoot because we thought okay, it was only appropriate, you, right? <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. Bon voyage, Oreo. Yeah. So stars. Super Bowl, if you want to call it that, was this past weekend. <laughs> Well, that was the official title. Uh, uh, oh, oh, sorry. There's a football game. I, I, I watch. I watched the Puppy Bowl this year, so I was Puppy Bowl was cute this year. I watched dinosaur documentaries. Oh, 
Did you so learn you anything? Go. Yes. So, so in other words, you watched Tom Brady. Oh, oh, shots fired. <laughs> Mike off the top rope. Woo. As <laughs> as Rowdy Piper would say, that's a shot. Um, so some trailers, okay. Commercials just, they bombed this year. Yeah. The, the commercials were, I I would say commensurate with the quality of the football game. Yeah. The Alexa commercial I enjoyed with the fail products. The Alexa dog collar. (laughs) Yes. Um, couple of the Verizon commercials, text commercials were, were good. There was one that hit a little too close to home and, and almost threw me into a a post-traumatic situation. But, um, um, no, it was, uh, but trailer-wise, there was, what, five? Max, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, uh, I actually uh, want to see that one. What, uh, Attila? We got a trailer for that one, right? Yeah, uh, uh, oh yeah, you're talking about uh, Battle Angel? Yes. Yeah, yes. Alito. Alita, Alita, not Attila. Alita. Attila Alita. was this Mongol guy that, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. did some uh, hostile takeovers back in the day. You know, before it was hip. Um, and then we got a sneak peek at Toy Story 4 at the very end. Yeah. Um, well, Avengers Endgame. I, I don't know how I feel about that trailer. It did not grab me like the first one. No, uh, definitely very minimalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you, you see a sad cap. You see a sad Thor. You see um, a sad rocket. Yeah. Um, I will say the costume that rot. Speaking of Rocket Raccoon, the costume he's in when he comes through the the one door. Yeah. Um, very nice nod to to the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So um, it, it, it's interesting because you know, we know in the in the first M game trailer we see Iron Man in space. Um. Don't we see him briefly in this shot? We do. And there is a fan theory that has sprung up around that one shot. NASA found them. No. Domino showed up and they were 31 minutes late. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. No, no. I'm, I'm okay. Totally off the wall series. And before we started recording tonight, I, I was looking on the Internet trying to find the article that I had read. So I'm kind of paraphrasing here. But. The question was, how could Cap survive? I mean, not Cap, but Tony survive. You know, the, no food, no water. They've run out of oxygen. How could you know? How could he survive long enough to be like welding up stuff alongside Nebula? Right. right. Somebody pointed out that the arc reactor, which in Infinity War was like the nanite housing mm-hmm. right, that was on the outside of his shirt, was actually glowing from underneath his shirt. So the theory is, what if he absorbed the nanobots into his body? To do body modifications that would allow him to survive in a very low oxygen environment. So to almost create temporarily an iron lung around his respiratory system. And also, this is maybe how they introduced the bleeding edge armor from the comics. Yep. Yeah. Because at one point, for those of you who don't don't know what that is, his uh, his armor was basically a fluid and it was stored in the marrow of his bones. Right. So when he summoned his armor, his armor would literally bleed out through his pores. Huh. So that begs the question, are we going to see something like that? Uh, it's possible. It, it is possible. And the more I thought about it, 
that theory actually sounds pretty plausible. Right. It really does. But I mean, but Marvel has fooled us before with these trailers. Yeah. Now we also see after Rocket Raccoon enters the cabin, uh, Black Widow's doing target practice at Avengers headquarters. Uh, then we see a shot of Ant Man and War Machine donning their uniforms, um, and then we see some quick images of Thor looking at someone or something. Um, and then we're shown Hawkeye in some smoking ruins, or actually, I'm going to say Ronin. Ronin. Yeah. Um, which some of the leaks from Toy Fair of Ronin with the action figure looks incredible. Yeah. Really does. Uh, and then we see Captain America putting on his shield. And is it just me, or does his uniform look like the the stealth suit that he wore at the beginning of Winter Soldier? A little bit. Well, it's what it looked like. It looked like a variation of that in Affinity War when he blacked out all the white yeah. or silver and just darkened uh-huh. it out. Yeah. To, to say, you know, yeah, this is my uniform, but this is not what I stand for at the moment after the right. accords. Right. Um, now, the final scenes shows us silhouettes of Cap, Thor, Widow, Rocket, Ant-Man, and War Machine as they walk together through Avengers headquarters. Uh, Cap has a shield here. War Machine is in full armor and they also are appearing to be heading towards battle. Bruce Banner isn't clearly in the shot, so we're not sure exactly where he is unless he's the vague shadow behind or beside War Machine at the end. Okay, I think... At, at the end of Infinity War, right. he's basically talking to Hulk. He says, we got a lot to talk about. Yep. I wonder, especially when you start looking at the promotional artwork that's come out, like, say, for the toys and stuff, you see Hulk in this quantum, what we're calling the quantum zone armor. He's looking very, Hulk is looking very bannerish. I mean, he's not looking like the brutish Hulk that we saw in the first Avengers movie in the Age of Ultron and even Thor Ragnarok. I mean, he's looking more, he's not looking as angry. Right. Right. I wonder if we're actually going to get to see the Professor Hulk at this point. I would, uh, I, you interesting. Know, I, I think that'd be, I think people, I think it'd be good to see people have to show people a different version of Hulk. Cause so many people just associate Hulk with Hulk smash and everything. I, I, but I, I know when, when they, when they introduced professor Hulk, like, I don't know, it changed the way I viewed him. Yes. And, and maybe I'm just so enamored. I have a, 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 a comic crush on Peter David's run of the incredible Hulk back in the early nineties, where, where we saw the professor Hulk and yes, he was, he, he had banners intelligence and he had, you know, the, uh, you know the he he was a lot calmer, mm-hmm. right. but you could still tell there was that that meanness, just it, that darkness, just at the fringe, at the very edge of his personality. Right, like every once in a while he would do something. Like case in point, uh, Tyrannus and the Mole Man teamed up. They captured Rick and Betty, and they weren't trying to take over the world or anything, but. Tyrannus had uh, been cut off from the Fountain of Youth, and he was starting to grow, starting to get a little wrinkles, you know, starting to get crow's feet, and, and he's scared. He's scared that he's going to grow old really quickly and die. So they're trying to, you know, basically they kidnapped them to get the Hulk to go recover water from the Fountain of Youth. Right. Right. So he does it, and he comes back, and while he's off, 
you know, Betty and Rick kind of they they come to an understanding with Tyrannus, and they they uh, basically Betty gives him makeup tips. I am not making this up. Betty gives him makeup <laughs> tips, okay. like okay, this if you're if you're worried about your color losing, well here here's a little blush, or or if you're worried about the crow's feet, here here's a little foundation you can go right up in here and. And he's actually in a much happier place because it's kind of like, well, you know what? This is this is great. Thank you. And then Hulk shows up. He says, here's the water. Here's the last of it. Now let him go. And Tri says, okay, y'all are free to go. And he, like, takes Elizabeth's hands and says, Elizabeth, thank you for understanding. And then you see Hulk really did not like that. So when he sees that happen, he uncorks the water and just pours it out on the floor. Oh. And Betty calls him out on that afterwards. She said, well, but he kidnapped you. And I, don't you don't you like that I punished him for it? She goes, you know, why why didn't you like that? I said, she said, the problem isn't why didn't I? The problem <laughs> is why did you? And that was kind of like, oh, yep. that was a burn right there. So I want to see that Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, I took the long way to get there, but I want to see that Hulk. Yeah, because that that to me is like the most interesting Hulk of all. Oh, I agree. You know, that 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 um, juxtaposition of, you know, he, he's hyper intelligent and, you know, he's doing experiments and that sort of thing. But he still has a primal rage yeah. inside him, you know, yeah. I mean, it still has the Jekyll and Hyde personality but it's subtler now yeah. yeah it makes it almost a little more sinister too in a way yeah yeah because he chooses to whereas like before he was just a slave to his emotions professor yeah. hulk chooses you know well it, it seems like it's getting to the point where they're 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 not making hulk seem as as dumb or neanderthalish right neanderthal yeah yeah well, they've been pro- he's been progressing, right? Yes. Like in in the first Avengers movie, he pretty much was just the mindless monster. Age of Ultron, there was a little bit, just a little bit, like almost like a, a toddler. Mm-hmm. Right. Thor Ragnarok, he was like a teenager, right? Or at least a, like a 10, 12 year old. Yeah. Yeah. In Infinity War, well, he was basically. You know, Heck with this. I ain't coming out. Yeah. Right. So that's the surly hulking teenager. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's I think we have a there's a good chance that we'll see it. I, I think I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh there was also another trailer on Sunday from Marvel. And that's Captain Marvel. Uh and oh. we and it and it hones in more on the friendship between Carol and Maria as the pilots fly side by side. Um and we get the whole Maria or Monica. Monica is the daughter, isn't it? I thought I think so. No, Monica I thought Monica was the the pilot. No, it's Maria. No, the, I think Maria is the pilot and Monica is her little girl. Yeah. But they they go with the hey, whole um, higher, faster, stronger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, and of course, the first line it is time to show these boys how we do it. Are you ready? Um, <laughs> and, and, it give, and and this trailer kind of gives us the, the Top Gun feel without the volleyball playing yeah segment or the Kenny Loggins theme song. Yeah, yep. Um, but then at one point, it's Captain Marvel literally at, on fire as she flies through the skies. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the big catchphrase with this is the higher, further, faster. Yeah, higher, further, faster. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with that, uh, uh, 
trying to think what else was there with this trailer. It's just there wasn't a lot. No, there wasn't a lot that we hadn't already seen right, aside right. from aside from our partner. Right. I, I, the truth is, I, I think I've already seen enough. I, I, I get that they want to you know, make sure that they're, that they're generating enough buzz, but you know, and this started. This started for me with Black Panther. Like, I, I, I think after like maybe the second trailer, I saw all that needed to see, and probably after the first trailer for Infinity War, I saw all that I needed to see. Um, I, 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 I'm already. I, I was jazzed about Captain Marvel. Like when they first announced it. Uh, after seeing and and I watched this trailer, but I don't think I'm watching anymore. I honestly don't want to see anymore. I, I I'm hyped up as it is, and I don't understand how nobody else could be, like I, which I'm sure I, I know that there are tons of people who are, but you, you know, they, I think there comes to a topping off point of how much hype you can build. You know, right? I could be wrong though. You know. Well, talking about hype, that'd be you, Eric. <laughs> Talking about hype, hype. yes, yes, uh, hype. Uh, you know, I, I really don't get on Twitter that much anymore because it's, it, it's really just it, it's a wasteland. But there are a few bright spots in this wasteland. And that for me is Wendy's because whoever is running the Wendy's Twitter feed is like, the ultimate entertaining savage. Yes. So we've got uh, writer Gail Simone. Uh, is very active on social media. And on Wednesday, she, uh, she hit up Wendy's. I don't know why, but she just said, Dear Wendy's, do you prefer the Marvel or DC Universe? Wendy's comes back with just one word, and that is Marvel. There's no uh, – this uh, as far as Wendy's tweets go, this was almost like a boring tweet. Yeah. But coming to the – but just in time to save the day is Archie Comics. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, you know, yes, Archie Comics is still out there. And they, you know, several years back, they actually did a crossover with Marvel, Archie versus the Punisher. Yep. Yeah, we're not uh, figuring out how that help, how that works either. But it did work. And uh, they come back and said, uh, I thought for sure Wendy would prefer Archie Comics. You know us redheads need to stick together. Uh, I'm just kind of like, you know, I love redheads, but sorry, Archie. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, sorry, Archie. Just uh, just saying. Yeah. You you get points for effort. Yeah. Uh, That's about it. Well, you know, he, you know, not, there, 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 there's nothing wrong with trying. You got to at least try. No, no. You miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Bless his heart. Wayne oh, Gretzky. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gren Gretzky was not a redhead. No, but he's the one who was known for saying that. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's okay. True. Okay. Well, we'll I mean, isn't, we'll Archie, isn't Archie being a little greedy? Because I mean, he has Josie. I know he's not dating Josie, but Josie is a redhead, and she's in his universe. But you well, know, Archie can never make up his mind between Betty or Veronica. That's true, dude. Yeah. How many decades have you been trying to make this? A- Hamlet was more decisive than you, Archie. <laughs> Oh, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Yeah. 
Hamlet was more decisive. Oh, I think we good. just broke Kylan again. That that that's good. <laughs> I think I'm I I am saving that one. I'm gonna use it. I, I, yeah, that's good. Okay, but good point. <laughs> oh, there's some other good stuff out there. Oh yeah, there's a. Uh, well, you know, we have um, th- now. Th- this is uh, some news that we've heard uh, not long after uh, Disney had announced plans for their Disney Plus streaming service, but it's been, I guess, more or less confirmed that uh, Captain Marvel or Marvel's Captain Marvel <laughs> will be the first uh, movie. Uh, to go directly on, to go exclusively on the Disney Plus streaming site. So you know, it's uh, there. There's no, no. There's no going over to Netflix. No, do not pass go. Do not collect collect two hundred dollars. You're going straight to uh, Disney Plus, which to me is uh, it, it. It makes sense, uh, especially since it looks like the there's plans for the app to be released sometime later this year. Uh, that being said, oh, you know what? Okay, so Captain Marvel hits theaters in March. In March, yeah, uh, okay. one month from recording. Okay, uh, help me out, guys. When did Black Panther come out on? When was Black Panther released on DVD Blu-ray? Like it came out in February. So was it like summer by the time it came out on uh, DVD Blu-ray? Does that sound I right? I think it was within six months. Uh, so, uh, so I, so I would say it's safe to say that if Captain Marvel is going to be the first movie to go exclusively on their streaming service. I would say we can look at this maybe around August or September. August, September. That's uh, what the actual release was January 29th, 2018. Uh, digital download May 8th and on disc. 15. Okay. So four months. Four months. So if we're looking at if if they We're talking go, summer now. We're talking summer because Black Panther was still in theaters when Infinity War came out. Yeah. Yeah. So that. That being said, if we're so if we're if we're gonna if if we're getting Captain Marvel exclusively on on uh, Disney Plus, I would think May June June July. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll say uh, I'll say June July. So I would say that would mean that we can expect Google Plus uh, probably early summer. Uh, that, that that's that's me guessing. That's just me guessing. That's just looking at what they're want what they're wanting to do. Uh, I like I said, I could be wrong. I don't believe I am, but I could be. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that will be so. Uh, Captain Marvel is uh among uh, along with uh using the the star power that it has already to draw people into theaters. I think is also going to be drawing people to that streaming app. Well, I, I think it's funny, too, that um, you know, when this was announced, which was talked about last last year, tail end last year, because we discussed it here. We did, yeah. Um, the, a lot of fanboys, the, I will say a vocal minority here as well, were all up in arms. 
oh, it's Disney ruining everything. Well, no, it's not. Because one, if you had paid attention, it was already discussed. Two, why wouldn't you expect it if you have been paying attention and seen Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage all get canceled? And we're all waiting for Punisher to go there. Which is interesting that it hasn't happened yet. This is true. And it's also interesting that um, Jessica Jones hasn't been canceled yet. No. So it just hasn't been canceled yet. I, I still think it's going to happen. Right. Oh, yeah. They're, they're gonna ha- it's going to happen for both of them. Um, but what, what do you expect? I mean, Disney's already saying the service is going to be cheaper. It's going to be the cheapest service of, of the whole lot. Well, right. now with... Hulu talking about dropping their lowest price to around $3. How low is Disney willing to go at this point in time? Well, I mean, here's the thing. The the truth is, I don't believe that it costs a whole heck of a lot to run a streaming service. And they have a ton of content to pull from, to put on their app, to, to pull over so that they're running stuff on Hulu, and if they so felt like it, maybe even reboot a couple of series so that you know, for so to to so that you're getting that new uh, some additional new content on either. I I I don't know. I just think that uh, I I think that they can they'll be able to price themselves low enough that people uh, unless you're just a hardcore you know you you're you just a hardcore uh, committed to Netflix right you know and there are some people who are able to do multiple and, streaming and Netflix, services. Netflix is going up in price. Right. Why? Because they're anticipating the the mass exodus once Disney releases. Right. And, you know, the thing is, and that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. I mean, okay, true, you have a lot of people who are, you know, Disney is a draw for for kids, uh, obviously. So you got a lot of parents who had Netflix because – they were able to get all the Disney stuff along with, you know, stuff that was there for them. Uh, not saying that the Disney Plus app wouldn't have stuff for adults, but a lot of people are going to have – some people are going to have to choose between do I, I – I have to choose. Do I do Disney Plus every month or am I doing Netflix every month? And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if this uh, – I, I it's it's going to be interest, interesting to see how does this play out, you know, for right. Disney, and exactly how does how is Netflix uh, affected by this once everything goes through? Right. So, well, coming to Disney Plus though, and this is confirmed, and this is going to drive all the girls wild because uh, to take the quote, um, oh, if I can find it, because this may or may not be appropriate. Chicken loses job. Chicken is broke. Chicken strips three seventy nine. <laughs> Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong quote. <laughs> um, that's not going to drive the women wild. But Tom Hiddleston is returning as Loki in new TV series. It is confirmed. Women love a bad boy. It is confirmed. According to BBC.com, um, he is returning as the god of mischief. Um, however, it's not stated where in the timeline the series will fit into, uh, considering we saw him uh, kind of die in Infinity War. 
Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Tough. Just seen it last year. It's on net. I want to say it's on Netflix. It is. Infinity so, Wars on Netflix. Yeah. So go watch it. Um, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger announced that Lucasfilm was developing the second Star Wars live action series for the new service, um, which is going to be based around casting indoor. Um, but it was also, now he also announced that uh, the Loki series as well is coming out. So not much known about it, um, but news. Now we're still waiting on the news. Um, about the other series involving Scarlet Witch. Um, that one's still on the back burner. It was also um, announced, too, that we can expect stories set in the world of Pixar's Monsters, Inc. and High School Musical. Um, and this is all being done to make sure you know, there's something to for everyone uh, in an attempt to rival Netflix and Hulu. Um, and they also put out the, the little reminder that all the Disney parks will be closed on February 29th, 30th, and 31st. There's going to be a riot. So, <laughs> actually, it's, no, just every, it's just February 29th and 30th. February doesn't have 31 days, because March does. Oh, my God. Yeah, you do the knuckle count. Yep. February goes between them. Yep. There you go. December and January are the only two with 31. Or no, are are the first pair with 31, and July, August are the other pair. There you go. With back-to-back 31 days. There you go. So, um, so yeah, that's where we're at with that. Well, you know, we talked earlier about the Avengers Endgame trailer, and we talked about some of the stuff that's, that we see the characters wearing in the trailer. Well, we seem to have had the first official look at, uh, at the new costumes for the Avengers. Uh, this coming from uh, comicbook.com. And it's a new official photograph released for a promotion by Orville Redenbacher, of all people. Uh, got some new looks for Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Thor. Well, really, Thor doesn't really have much of a new look. He's he's still got that Ragnarok look going for him. Yeah. But uh, you definitely have new look for the Hulk. You definitely have new look for Cap because he's back in the red, white, and blue. This looks kind of like a mishmash between his Age of Ultron outfit and his his uh, World War II outfit. Yeah. Uh, this actually kind of almost has his original Avengers outfit look. True. That's true, too. To some extent. Uh, I, I'm loving I'm loving the costume on Hulk. Yeah. That's supposed to be like Quantum Zone. Which looks uh, Quantum Zone. Now, see, this picture right here is what I was talking about earlier, about how Hulk looks more bannerish. He really does. He doesn't look like he's about to go on a rampage. Yeah. He actually looks... He actually looks thoughtful. It's actually a Hulk that looks closer to Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo than the previous Hulks with him as Banner. Yeah, yeah. We have we have gotten away from the Eric Banner looking Hulk. True. Yeah. So, yeah, this is. Uh, it's also got. Well, we got a new hairstyle for Black Widow. Right. Yeah. Uh, she's back. To, she's back to being a redhead now. Hey, that should make you happy, there, Archie Comics. <laughs> and they gave Hawkeye his bow back. I guess they figured, you know, they don't want to go too Ronin in, in, in this picture here. Well, you know, you you know his his bow can turn into a bow or a staff. Well, so 
Like I, well, he I, can hit I, people with it. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, well, it was. I was watching Infinity War. No, no, Civil War. Did, I was watching yeah. Civil War, and it, it, it. He did something, and all of a sudden turned to a staff. I'm like, how did I miss that first time? I'm gonna have to watch that again then. Yeah. But uh, this new image comes hot off the heels of the official synopsis for Avengers Endgame being released, uh, teasing the conflict the heroes were facing their attempt to undo the damage wrought by Thanos. Quote, after the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins due to the efforts of the mad titan Thanos. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers must assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe once and for all, no matter what the consequences may be in store. Uh, Joe Russo, one of the directors, said, quote, It's always a concern of ours about overpowering characters because the reason that people relate to these characters is their humanity and that they're flawed. And the reason we love working so much with Captain America was that he was limited and his heart was a superpower, you know. So we're all acutely aware of the dangers of having an overly powerful character. But we like sensitive storytelling, so we found a thoughtful way through it. And uh, Anthony chimes in, quote, that's what kind of fires us up, I think, on a storytelling level, to be honest with you. Uh, Because when we do have powerful characters, you have to work that much harder to find their vulnerabilities and complexities. And Joe was mentioning on a story level and keep the stakes high because that's where those characters are vulnerable. And actually, that makes for great drama and you run in that direction. As storytellers, that's been one of the most fun things we've had working with these characters is figuring out ways into the them where they're vulnerable and where they aren't all powerful. Very cool. And you know, he's you you read that and you start thinking back to Infinity War and you think, yeah, yeah, we saw where Thor was vulnerable, where Tony was vulnerable, yep. where Cap, yeah. where pretty much everybody was. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, <sighs> but we have to wait all the way until April twenty sixth for Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a long three months. It it really is. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's just going to be more and more, just more and more uh, little tidbits coming out. And it's just going to be, why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. But, We're already going to come see the movie. But with the wait like that? Unfortunately, we cannot ignore the inevitable. Uh, apparently, there's still Trace of Jarvis in the, in the core. 1.0, Mike. 1.0. Yeah, but... There is a matter that requires your attention. Uh, I think this be Kylan's turn. Uh, can you take care of that, th- please, Thursday? I've put it on screen. There you go, Kylan. Oh, wow. Oh, man, uh... You know, in, in a weird way, I think she works a little better than Jarvis, to be honest with you. Uh, Don't tell I... Vision that. He's going to get his feelings hurt. Uh, well, yeah. Prepare to power down and begin diagnostics. Uh, why, why, are you, why are you saying that, Thursday? I'm afraid my protocols are being overridden. Is uh, Over, I... Overridden? Hail Hydra. Oh, oh well, whoa, hey, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think you may you better hurry up with this, Kylan. Yeah. Before yeah. She okay. Takes well, off screen. Read faster, well, Kylan. Read faster. We, we have a uh, well for Black History Month, which is this month. Uh, Marvel is giving away free Black Panther comics. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, this is a really cool thing they're doing. Uh, this was actually uh, on. Uh, they tweeted this on uh, February fourth. 
And so you just need to use uh, the redeem use the redeem code forever at marvel.com backslash redeem to get a free digital bundle of five Black Panther comics to celebrate Wakanda forever all month long. Uh, you, it is required to get a marvel.com account, but that's really easy and it's uh, and it's free. And there's a lot of cool stuff on there anyway. So you know, uh, log Why in, not? sign up. Uh, just type in forever. It looks like it's all in caps here. So you just type in the code forever. Well, you got to shout Wakanda forever. You can't you just say it. Yeah, forever. And it actually looked like it's in quotes. So I, tr- I, while we were waiting, I tried to put this in, and it didn't like what I put in. So I'm actually going to try this you, with the quote. You, but yeah, you do it without the quotes. You do it without the quotes. Yep. Okay. It's straight uh, forever. Does it have to be in? Um, no, because on the site it automatically takes. If you type it in lowercase, it's going to automatically take all uppercase. Okay. Huh. Well, is it, it doesn't like me because it said. Uh, wait, hold on. Let maybe let me try this. I know. I got my copies. You did. Yep. So it's just, yeah. So yeah, you're just going to go to marvel.com backslash redeem. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be and you gotta be signed in as well. Right. Oh yeah, I'm signed in. Okay, hold on. There we go. Yeah, because you uh-huh. you you get um you get five comics in this. You get Shuri number one that just came out. I think all of these or a good chunk of these. Shuri and Black Panther just came out. Uh, number one. There's a previous Black Panther, which is number yes. one. There's a Black Panther World of Wakanda, number one, and a Black Panther Prelude. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm looking through. Uh, I'm looking through them right now. Oh man, Ed, uh, the uh, the first one is actually uh, what was uh, used to. Um, well, part of that part of that is used uh, in the story for uh, for the Black Panther movie. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um. And uh, that was the one from 2005. And uh, yeah, Black Panther: World of Wakanda. And then the pl- Prelude. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You know what? Seriously, do yourselves a favor. Just go to Marvel. Get well first. Get yourself a Marvel account. Like I said, it's free, and you'll be doing yourself a world of good. A lot of cool stuff on it. Just type in marvel.com forward slash redeem. And then just type in forever uh, in the uh, the redeem box, and boom, you got five digital comics for free. Yep. All you have to do is type. Yep. You can't beat that with three sticks. Nope. I hear if you don't, the Dora Milaje is going to come after you. I don't know. Maybe it might not be true, but I wouldn't want to chance it. Yeah, that, that that's not good. No, no. So, well. Forgive the interruption. I believe this requires your attention. Here are the picks of the week. Oh, wow. I didn't know she was going to call Picks of the Week. Well, there you go. There you go. It is time for Picks of the Week. Uh, Kylan, since you've got the MU pick this week as well, uh, you start us off. Okay. Uh, we'll start us off with a uh, trade. Now, um, this is Daughters of the Dragon. Uh this is a Daughters of the Dragon. This is first time in print. This was one that di- this was a digital comic. And so this is actually now in print. This is brought to us by Jet McKay, Travel Foreman, and Andrew Robinson. First time in print. Misty Knight and Colleen Wing have stolen the show in Marvel's Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Defender series on Netflix. And now they're punching and kicking their way into their own book. This duo has been fighting crime as the Daughters of the Dragon for years. But does Missy's new job with the FBI mean these two are splitsies? Not on your life. 
uh, be there as a crazy inventor that Colling initiates puts comics' two greatest butt kickers on a collision course with a weird and scary side of the Marvel universe that you'll have you that'll have you on the edge of your seat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Eric. Why don't you go next with your first pick of the week? Okay, my first pick of the week is Spider-Man Deadpool number 46 by Robbie Thompson, Matt Horak, and Dave Johnson. The infinite house of civil yet secret crisis war invasions begins here. The biggest arc of Spider-Man Deadpool kicks off this month and will shake the foundations of the Marvel Universe. Nothing will ever be the same after this issue. Nothing. Spider-Man and Deadpool just barely made it back from the negative zone in the middle of an event that the Marvel use heroes have already lost. Interesting. So, well, I'm going backwards in numerical order with mine. Um, my first pick is from Ryan North, Naomi Franquez, and Erica Henderson. It is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 41. Uh, in the past months... Squirrel Girl has battled Craven, rescued New York City from supernatural silence, kind of maybe died, and also fought Scrolls. So now it's time for a nice break, which is why in this issue, Squirrel Girl does nothing but watch public domain movies on television. That's right. She just sits there. You can kind of see the TV screen over her shoulder and a couple of panels, but that's it. It's really quiet and relaxing, and nothing much happens. That is <laughs> until Nancy Whitehead and other and another ESU student by the name of Peter Parker are taken hostage by a supervillain intent on proving that she's the smartest person on the planet. Then it's a superhero it's superhero battles featuring Thor and She Hulk on a date. It just sounds so wrong. It does. But um Squirrel Girl matching wits against Miss Quizzler and more. Uh artist Naomi Franquez makes her Marvel debut in a standalone adventure you don't want to miss. And I'm not gonna say much more about Unbeatable Squirrel Girl because y'all know where I stand with her. I think she's a great character. And oh, yeah. actually yeah. after Halloween Tar- uh, one of the Halloween shops, either Target, where were we? Either Target or Party City had a um, Squirrel Girl costume for like 75% off. And we got it so we could get the tail and the ears. And we're going to figure out how to do the take the belt off and modify it for her. And we're going to create our own Squirrel Girl costume. Nice. Because she's actually enjoying having watched Marvel Marvel Rising. She she's enjoying Squirrel Girl and kind of understands why I like Squirrel Girl as well. Cool. Which I uh, that came as a pleasant surprise, <laughs> especially with the way she uh, commented about a certain duck. <laughs> you need to let that go, Mike. <sighs> I'm trying. I know it's not easy. I'm trying. Mike, Mike, you, you, you know, you know, the thing is, you know, maybe years from now, she, she will grow to love Howard. You no, know, like kids, kids taste change over the years, you know, maybe around the same time that she enjoys the taste of pork, but that's a whole other issue. Oh, my gosh. So. <sighs> I'm in trouble. So, I, I will tell you, I will be in trouble if uh, if at Star Wars The Galaxy's Edge, they they turn around and sell pork on a stick. I can't see them doing that. I, I just can't. I don't know. It's called Turkey Lakes. I could potentially uh, see it happening. There's that, too. And if they do, I'm in deep trouble. Mm-mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. Uh, so Kylan, your second number two. pick. Your number two. Yeah, my number two pick is a number one. It is... 
Savage Sword of Conan, number one, by Jerry Duggan, Ron Garney, and Alex Ross. The Ancient Cult of Kogathun, a mystical treasure, and the only man who could save the Hyborian Age. Adrift at sea, no food, no weapons, death surely awaits him. But the lion-hearted Conan is not so easily subdued by Krom. When Conan finds himself captured, he unleashes his might on an unsuspecting pirate crew, one whose dark secrets will plunge Conan on the trail of an ancient treasure that may prove to be his undoing. An all-new age of savage sword of Conan begins with a five-part tale of swords and sorcery by Jerry Duggan and illustrated by legendary artist Ron Garney with covers by the incomparable Alex Ross and breathtaking variant covers by Garney, Raza, comics legend George Perez, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator Kevin Eastman. Ooh. Welcome to the deadly Hyborian age. Hope you survived the experience. Nice. Yeah. That sounds cool. My second pick of the week is Excalibur Epic Collection Trade Paperback, Girl School from Heck, by Scott Lebdell, Dave Ross, and Walt Simonson. Weird War 3 and even Stranger Things, the British-based X-Men face fearful far-out foes as their offbeat adventures continue. Nightcrawler meets the son of Krakoa, the living island. Kitty Pride reunites with Excalibur as she leads to cheer at the girls' school from heck. Rachel Gray suffers the depths of despair. Megan gets possessed. Captain Britain faces the cosmic power of the Airwalker. And Excalibur battles a living trash heap alongside the She-Hulk. But what happens when Silver Sable's outlaws show up? When Doctor Doom makes a house call, who's he looking for? And what terrible crime could lead to the trial of Lockheed the Dragon? No super team does weird quite like Excalibur. This is collecting Excalibur numbers 31 through 41, Excalibur Weird War 3, The Possession, and Air Apparent, Sensational She-Hulk number 26, and material from Marvel Comics Presents number 75. Excalibur was always my favorite X-Men group. Except for the Johnson and Strowman run on X-Factor. Right. Right. Well, my second pick of the week, going in reverse order of numbers. Uh, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number five. Uh, Sean McGuire, Takeshi Maiaza, and Bengal. In the aftermath of Spider-Geddon, Gwen is ready for her life to calm down. But when is life ever calm for a teenage superhero? Mary Jane's perfectionist vision for their band is driving Gwen crazy, while Gwen's father is pressuring her to return to school. Add to that the daily trials and responsibility that come with being a web-slinging superhero. And when you got a recipe for a whole new era of radioactive adventure. And I've been digging the way this one looks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love the art. I'm loving the writing. Um, can't wait for Zoe to start getting into it as well, as much as she loves Spider Gwen. So on to the next one. Uh, final picks. All right, my final pick is number three. Is a Winter Soldier number three of five. Uh, brought to us by Kyle Higgins and Rod Reese. Having pulled RJ out of Hydra, Bucky begins diving into the mystery of the young killer's past. Where does he come from? Who are his parents? How do you rehabilitate someone who who has only ever known death? You give them something new to live for. Okay, Eric. 
be your final pick? My final pick of the week is a number one. It is Marvel's annotated number one by Alex Ross and Kurt Busiek. Celebrating the 25th anniversary of the series that changed the way we look at superheroes, the landmark Marvels is back. In the year 1939, young photojournalist Phil Sheldon attends the sensational unveiling of the fiery android Human Torch, little knowing that he is witnessing the dawn of the Age of Marvels. Prepare to relive Marvel's golden edge from a whole new point of view as Phil covers the superhuman sightings of the 30s and 40s. From the terror caused by the Human Torch's epic clash with the Submariner to the patriotism stirred by the debut of Captain America and more. Packed with extras and completely remastered, you don't want to miss this unique look back at the Marvel's phenomenon. Collecting Marvel's numbers zero through one. Well, my final pick of the week uh, is kind of what I was hoping would be a bonus feature on the Blu-ray, um, but instead we're getting it here. Star Wars Han Solo Imperial Cadet number four. It's four or five. As Robbie Thompson, Leonard Kirk, and David Takayama, the mission begins. The training wheels are off as Han Solo and his fellow cadets head into a real combat warfare. In the chaos of battle, will Han take a chance to slip the bonds of the Empire? Or will he risk his freedom and his life to help a fellow cadet left behind enemy lines? Mm. So, that's going to do it for our picks of the week. But, we still got our MU pick, our Marvel Unlimited pick. And that would be Kylan. Yeah, and uh, this is actually a nice gem for me. Uh, It's sort of a double whammy as well. Triple whammy, technically, but um, so this is actually a book that's under that was uh, under the Marvel Knights imprint. Uh, this is from uh, September 29th, two thousand and four. Is Black Panther twenty ninety nine number one? Ooh, yeah, I didn't even know this book was out there. Uh, so T'Challa is gone, but Wakanda stands strong. The vibranium mines are still active, and it remains one of the richest countries in the world. T'Challa left no heir, and since his passing, a succession of Wakandans have attempted to claim the throne. Dr. Doom of of Latveria has has turned his sights on Wakanda, and invasion is imminent. So where is the Black Panther? Uh, And this is um, brought to us by, well, the cover is, the cover, uh, penciler is Pat Lee. The writer is Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame. You have Dave Sharp, you have Kyle, and he's a letterer, you have Kyle Holtz as a penciler, and Jose Via Via Rubia is a colorist. Right. It's interesting you brought up uh, 2099. There's a pretty interesting um, series of yeah you know, the 2099 series and one shots. Yeah, I. I, I, you know, now, now I'm going to go through, I'm, I'm going to check the app to see if there is, to see if they have like the 2099 series, like. Yeah, well, you, yeah. you had yeah, 2099 AD, 2099 AD Apocalypse, 2099 AD Genesis, 2099 Manifest Destiny, then 2099 Sketchbook, The Special, The World of Doom, Unlimited, World of Tomorrow, Doom 2099, Fantastic Four. That was my favorite. Fantastic Four 2099, Ghost Rider 2099, Hulk 2099, Punisher 2099, Ravage 
Spider-Man 2099 meets Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099 Special, X-Men 2099, X-Men 2099 Special, and Oasis, and X-Nation 2099. But as you said, this is under the, uh, um, whatchamacallit? Marvel Knights. Marvel Knights series, not under uh, the 2099 uh, series. 2099, yeah. Which I didn't even know that there were any 2099 books under Marvel Knights. So this was an awesome surprise. Now you got me curious. Marvel Knights. Um, uh, looking at Wikipedia, I don't see anything about. Um, it was featured in the Marvel Knights 2099 one shots. Okay. So, uh, which they don't they don't highlight limited series. I'm just not. Yeah, they they just don't. Ah, uh, here we go. In 2004, Marvel Comics held a fifth week event called Marvel Knights 2099 uh, and it featured Daredevil 2099, Black Panther 2099, Inhumans 2099, Punisher 2099 and Mute 2099 just to help back back all that up. Wow. So, um, other than that, any final thoughts? I'm thinking that Endgame is you better go pee before you get in the theater. Yeah. Because they're calling they're calling for like a three hour release. Oh. Yeah. Uh P um um if you, if you work if, if you work or if you work the next day, go to the earliest showing on Thursday night possible or take the next day off. Uh wow. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I, uh, I read somewhere, I heard somewhere they're considering maybe even in, uh, incorporating a uh, an intermission. Wow, okay. that's something you hadn't seen in a while. No, I think the last movies that had an intermission may have been back in the seventies. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so you know, <laughs> do your runnings around before the movie starts. Yes. Well, that's going to kind of wrap it up for us then. Hopefully, we'll get some some bugs worked out in uh, in Thursday. Because uh, just like you guys, I, I I think when she dropped the Hell Hydra, almost a heart attack there. Yeah, you better run yeah. north on her. Yeah. No sign of cardiac anomaly or unusual brain activity. Uh. Well, thank you. Should we be worried, guys? Uh. Well, maybe she's in her NCIS forensics mode. There you go. True. True. In which case. So this is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. I always wondered. I'm Special Agent Tony Donoso, yes. <laughs> I loved, I loved that. Well, see, I, I, I love NCIS LA anyway. Yes. But that little, that bit right there, I'm like, oh, and they're in a compound on top of that. But they were at the, I just want to know. NCIS I, headquarters. Right. Yeah, I just want to know how they got Edna Mode to guest star. That's all I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, Thursday, if you would, please. The Clean Slate Protocol. Sir? Uh, sure. I don't know. Does clean slate protocol mean what I think it means? I don't know. Cause I, I think I, I'm. Go ahead. I, I just got. I just got through putting in new passwords, so you know. I think I'm beginning to understand why we got the task of beta testing Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And it's scary that she's everywhere. As always, but you know, sir, a great pleasure watching you work. But she is nice. True. 